organic coconut milk, organic vanilla extract, sea salt. Sea salt is important. A lot of people think you're not supposed to have that much sodium, but like you need some. Mm -hmm. You need some. Especially if you're doing workouts too. Yeah. <coughs> Thomas DeLauer, he adds it to his water. Oh, that's what I do. Oh, yeah. 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 I think we were talking about that before, actually. Yeah. But yeah, just a little bit of salt to the water and it actually like helps you not feel hungry either. Really? Sometimes, this is a weird thing. Sometimes when you're hungry, you're in your you're, for instance you're craving sugar specifically like a sugary like pastry a sugary snack you're actually craving more minerals and sodium but your brain will make you think you want like a cake really so if you are craving sugar you can actually just eat something salty and that craving will go away is there like a like a certain amount you're supposed to that I don't yeah. know. That I don't know. But I've definitely tried it, and it's just like a, a salty drink, or what? What do you think? Because I know they have salt tablets for athletes. Yeah. No. I mean, I have tried adding salt to water, and my cravings for sugary stuff will go away. Really? Like yeah. immediately? Well, not immediately, but like you know, over the next couple minutes. Okay. I feel satisfied without having to get a pastry. Okay. Do, yeah. you, do you get cravings that often during your keto, though? I used to. In the beginning, I would get... In the first two weeks, that's where all the cravings are, like, real serious. Like, Did you, you get feel keto like flu? Shit. Yeah, the first two weeks was horrible. I couldn't do keto that long. I mean, I did the carnivore for about two, three months, and I don't know if I went keto or not because that's of how much protein... technically keto. But I don't know if I went through ketosis because of the amount of protein might have kicked me out of... You No, 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 you had to, yeah. Uh, I was actually just re watching a video recently about protein, Thomas DeLauer video. <laughs> but too much protein, it doesn't necessarily kick you out of ketosis like that. Like You still are getting a good healthy fat intake. And because of the fact that you're not getting any carbs, because you were just straight meat, right? Straight meat. And so you had to have been in ketosis because your, your body needs to pull from somewhere to get energy. Really? Yeah, I thought it would kick because I've you know you see those videos on YouTube. It's supposed to be a certain ratio during keto, which is right, why right. It's one of the reasons why I don't want to do keto anymore either because it's like you got to keep what is it sixty percent fat, thirty percent protein, ten percent. That's what they say for sure, and like that's what I try to do. But I'm just going. I'm just basing this off of the recent videos that I've watched. They said that. Too much protein isn't necessarily going to kick you out. You might get better results if you have more healthy fats in your diet, but too much protein doesn't necessarily kick you out. What's your diet? I'm not. Of uh, my diet is mostly just meat and greens, and okay. a lot of healthy fats, a lot of macadamia nuts, avocados, um, eggs. Okay. I love eggs. Whole eggs. Whole eggs. Never egg whites. Okay. Egg white. I. I'm not a, like a I'm not like a scientist, but egg whites it, you're pretty much like taking out a lot of the nutrients when you eat just the egg whites. But you gotta get like free range like pasteurized eggs or whatever. You like can't Vital have, Farms or Happy Eggs. Yeah, like, like you gotta have like the right eggs for sure, you know. But I definitely only eat the egg yellow, the yellow eggs. <laughs> you're yeah, right. The whole egg. Yeah, it, see it. When you get the happy eggs or the vital farms, it's like the yolk is almost orange rather than that pasty yellow. That's how you know it's real. It seems like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I'm allergic to yolks generally, except really? for happy farms. Even vital screws up my stomach a little bit. Why do you think that is? I I don't I really don't know. I thought it was psychological until um one day my lady was making some food and she said, "Hey, do you want any?" I said, "Sure." And I didn't know we didn't have happy eggs. We had some like generic like dollar dozen type eggs. Mm. I ate them. I got sick all day. I go, I don't know why my stomach hurts so bad. And so it couldn't have been like a mental thing that it's just a certain brand. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I don't know. It could it could come down to that. That I guess you know it must be like the the free range. You know the ones that have more land than yeah. like I got my studio apartment here. <laughs> You know, they're walking around on 22 acres, it says on the little label and all that. Oh, yeah, exactly <laughs> how much room they have. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they get to eat, like, bugs rather than, like, corn and grain all day, yeah, too. Maybe that yeah. affects it. That 100% affects it. It has to. Well, it yeah. has more omegas in it, which yeah. is great. But um, I didn't even introduce you. 
we yeah, just started we just talking, about just talk, started talking about keto. <laughs> that I mean, we, can, we can circle back to that. We um, can circle back to it. Okay. Yeah. Um, everybody, this is Marlon Webb. Uh, Hello. What, what are you known for? I guess, was it, what did you start on? Vine? I started on Vine. Yeah. Like, well, I started in when I was, twi- I'm 28 now. I started on Vine when I was 22, like 2013. Okay. Yeah, and I just started making videos on there for a while, and eventually they started doing good on the app, and I just went from there. When did Vine <laughs> come out? Do you know? Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Oh, that's when it came yeah. out. Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't get on it though until after the first Vine summer. Okay. Like it came out in like February twenty thirteen, and mm-hmm. I didn't get on it probably till like end of August. Oh crap. Yeah. Well, I mean, did you find immediate success doing it? What's up? Did you find like immediate success no, doing it? Or hell no. No, how, no. How much did you put out before you started getting some traction, I guess? You know, uh okay, so basically I was doing Vine for a little bit, like kind of just messing around with it. And I knew in my head that I wanted to make comedy videos for uh, a living because I was taking acting classes at the time too. I just didn't know how to get into the entertainment business. I didn't have the time or money for YouTube either. So I wanted to mess around with Vine and hopefully get some success off of Vine. And I was messing around making some funny, what I thought funny Vines for a while, and it wasn't hitting for the longest time actually. <laughs> like I was getting to the point where I was thinking about, ah, uh, you know, maybe Vine's not gonna be it. I mean, it's really just an app where it's a bunch of kids making funny videos i don't see this as being the most professional route uh eventually i did a vine uh, about smart water i drank smart water i was in a library a community college i drank the smart water in the library and screamed i still don't know and i threw the book across the library <laughs> and sprinted out of the library and that vine did really really good because an actress actually revined it and I was like, whoa, this is the first success on any type of entertainment level I've ever had. This was, it was a crazy, it was a crazy day. I felt really, really good. What kind of like views at that time, like did that one get, if you had to guess? Yeah, that one had, I know the views weren't, weren't counted, but it had 10,000 likes and rebinds equally. Jeez. So at the time that was like, whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. And that vine motivated me because of the the success of that vine, it motivated me to continue and make more vines. Wow. So, I'm really happy that vine happened. That was the first one. That what about really the f- the follow-up video to that? W- did that get popular as well or was it It didn't do as good, no. Okay. But that vine was all I needed to get to the next big one. Okay. You know what I mean? So okay. So so did you just start growing? steadily slowly yeah slowly how long did it take did that like whole process from getting revined or you know whatever it's called yeah to where you started realizing this is a viable thing for me to do to the point where i thought like this might be a job yeah this might be going somewhere so that's okay so those are technically those are two different questions i guess because the next Big Vine, I still didn't think this was going to be it. Okay. But the by the time that I was like, okay, this is going to be a job, that was probably three years later. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I was still working during all of this. Um, what were you doing for work? I was an ABA therapist. What is that? It's applied behavioral analysis. You work with children with autism and Asperger's, mostly like one-on-one in the classroom, kind of like a paraprofessional and also in the home as well with like life skills and things like that. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the job. Yeah, a lot of people when I say that, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And you went to college for that? No. No? My roommate actually, well, I took one class for it. It was human growth and development. But my roommate actually knew the owner of this company. And I didn't even graduate college yet when I got the job because I technically dropped out. So my roommate knew the owner of this company called BCI, uh, Behavioral Concepts Incorporated in Worcester, Massachusetts. 
And shout he, out. Yeah, shout out to Behavioral Concepts. Shout out to y'all for giving me that job somehow. I was the I was probably one of the only people there that didn't have a degree in that field. Maybe like it was like me and like maybe another person that somehow got a connection. But yeah, he knew the owner of it and hooked me up with like a part time job just doing that and I got really good at it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Everyone like started to like me there. Cause I was like the cool guy. Everyone else was like all hard nosed and just so super serious about their job and not as fun around the kids. Right. And like super adult. And I was like the cool fun therapist. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? So yeah, I got employee of the month like twice there. I was pretty excited about that. How long were you working there? Like a solid yeah. Hmm. How what? Oh, four years, I think. Oh wow. So not too long. Right. right. But you know, a how old were you? Long enough time. Um, this when was when I was. I started that job when I was twenty-two. Okay. Wow. It doesn't seem like twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty. Yeah. Wow. And okay, when did you quit? When did you quit that job for social media related stuff? Yes. Really? Yeah. Because wow. I started making money while I was there. Really? And what happened was I ended up making more money on Vine than I did my job, which wasn't paying that bad. I was making like 40K a year, mm-hmm. a little over 40K a year do- doing that, which is pretty good, especially yeah. in that field of work, like teachers and stuff. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> 40K is like, okay, you know, he's he's paying his bills. Yeah. But then Vine, was start- Vine started paying me a lot of money (laughs) well not a ridiculous amount but compared to 40k a year was like it was definitely whoa really yeah what what how were they paying because i never knew the vine world i i got into kind of like the social media and kind of understanding who's who yeah i guess when youtube started getting like super super big yeah uh like what did they pay the people directly for what was the thing like how'd you make money on vine so i got signed by a company called collab which basically collects monetization and claim rights for your videos okay when youtube posts compilations of my stuff like whoever you know best of marlin web vines I wasn't getting any of the money for that. So then Collab steps in and like collects all of the money for wherever my vines go. Not even just YouTube, like other platforms too. Wow. But yeah, so that's how that worked. Vine never directly paid you though. Okay. That never happened. Okay. Uh can you talk about how much money back then like would be a like uh like did you do brand deals on Vine? I did. I did, but it wasn't as much as most of the money came from the monetization. Okay. But I still did brand deals as well. Okay. Yeah. I'm so interested in uh, yeah. the whole monetization. And, like, I, I, I guess I don't even know how people how, – how do people start making money? Like, how did you just start making money? Was it because you got popular and people came it, to you? It's just – po- well, do you mean, is, do you mean like, uh, brand deals or monetization? Yes, both those. Both? I yeah. guess it's both – both of its popularity, I – I guess, cause the for monetization, you just need to be popular enough for other people to want to repost your stuff, and with brand deals, you just gotta have you know followers to be like, okay, let's throw something on his page. Okay, you grew pretty organically then. Like there was, <laughs> this is terrible to say. A lot of people will hate me for, but. To first grow my Instagram, I did uh, something that was really popular. I know people that still kind of do it, Mm -hmm. but Instagram's cracking down on it now. They would follow and unfollow. That's how I got to, like, at the time it was, like, 16,000 followers on Mm -hmm. Instagram. And they were all active. And then after they figured out, uh, Instagram put a new feature where you can see who's following rather than scrolling through the list to Mm -hmm. find an individual name. Uh, they found out that, oh, this guy's unfollowing me, so I'm going to unfollow him. So I started dropping a lot of followers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, crap. Then my engagement went down because Instagram must have came out with another algorithm. I'm like, well, never doing that again. So it's kind of hard to, I guess, for, like, for me, it was hard to grow organically. Like you, you put out a lot of content, though, too. Yeah, yeah. I definitely put out, like, a lot. Yeah, because <laughs> I can. Yeah, I, I saw all your uh, Instagram stuff lately. It was like video after video after. You're like, I got this new Beefin' and Brentwood. I got this. I'm like, 
I thought he put out one thing like a month. I guess nah. I never paid that much attention until recently when we. It's definitely ramping up re- lately, for wow. sure. It's definitely been ramping up, and it's about to be ramping up even more going into October. Wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> me and my friend Pac actually have all the videos planned all the way up until December right now, as far as like weekly videos. Wow. Videos in between that, not planned. But like as far as a weekly video, like weekly skit. Mm-hmm. We have it planned all the way up until December right now. So I'm pretty excited about that, See to see where that's going. I'm not, it's mostly to push YouTube as opposed to Instagram. Why is that? But, well, because there's more money on YouTube. And okay. the Instagram al- algorithm is not in favor of its creators. Really? So, not really. Because there was a time where every other weekend we'd all be hitting like a million, two million, three million views on videos. I don't. That doesn't happen anymore. At all? Well, unless or you're like the exceptional, unless you're Lele Pons or someone like that has a lot of followers, a lot of engagement, then no, okay, not really. Yeah, I saw Dallas was getting kind of upset on Instagram recently because they were taking down his post. Well, Dallas is different. Well, Dallas shows his dick. <laughs> I don't. I don't know the the. Photo I love you, Dallas, but you show your dick. <laughs> what do you think is gonna happen? You know what's funny? He did have a, a point though. He um. He was talking about a lot of women get away with some of the stuff too, though. Yeah, like, but it's his much dick, naked. though. It's his dick, though. Did, did he show it? He showed his dick on. Well, he showed his dick on Twitter. <laughs> Bro, okay, Dallas, I didn't, I didn't come see on. That. <laughs> I'm scrolling Twitter and all of a sudden you see Dallas do the bottle cap challenge with his dick. I and I, and then on on Instagram, he always like shows like the top of his dick or like the print of his dick. Oh, like maybe you can get away with your ass. Which is what girls get away with for sure all the time. Yeah. And they're also a girl, so it's like, we'd rather see a girl's ass than a guy's ass because girls naturally are better looking than men. No matter what sexual orientation you are, girls are better looking. That's just what it is. So, yeah, tell us. That's probably why. (laughs) That's probably why you're having problems. (laughs) Love you, but you got to stop showing your dick. (laughs) Yeah, people got to pay for that, I guess. Yeah, you got to do that. What is it? OnlyFans? You got to do the OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. Just get an OnlyFans. Just solve all your problems. I get it. You're comfortable with your body, but just show your dick somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> how how did you meet Dallas, by the way? Um, dodgeball. It was a dodgeball event. A King Batch dodgeball event. Oh. Yeah. Like <laughs> the ran- It was amazing. random. Weird. Cool. Yeah, it was a random dodgeball event that I saw Dallas had. I was like, oh hey, well, Dallas. I actually, it's funny. Uh, I I can't say this. <laughs> we became friends. He's, he's such a nice guy. Yeah, it, it was funny because when I came over like two weeks ago or whenever that was when we filmed, you're like, "Oh, do you know Dallas?" I'm like, "Oh yeah." I was thinking you met your roommate, uh, Diamond. Yeah. I go, "Oh yeah, I, I've seen his stuff. He's he's funny." Then I go, "Wait a second, that's not the face I'm picturing." Mm-hmm. And then I go, "But it is familiar. It's because I watched him literally a like." couple of nights beforehand on catfish on hulu and i i just thought it was i was like he's on catfish yeah wait a second it was just a weird connection was that real do you think it was real no okay it didn't seem real to me (laughs) (laughs) you know it seemed like a a good way to get on tv though yeah for sure but now you got to be known as the catfish guy yeah the one that got catfished like you got catfished like what's going on in your life yeah right (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) true like now you gotta like have that reputa- reputation. How do you, how do you meet all these influencer people? Is it just because you had funny content, then you started growing, and then you just kind of met the people along the way? How did that go? It kind of just happened organically along the way. Like when I moved out to LA, it just happens. Cause for me, I mean, I'm not a very social person, but if you're a super nice person and we get along like that well like right away like that then okay that just happens like organically you know mm-hmm. but yeah there's definitely other ways other social media influencers do it but my way is just super organic at first it's probably nothing there but i see you a second and third time and we're really cool and now we're friends okay yeah like how how do other people do it is it kind of a strictly business sort of way or it is, but people don't say it. Okay. 
think there's anything wrong well, with it. Well, I, I don't doubt that there's a lot of friends on social media. That's for sure. There's, you know, a lot of people are friends. Um, and at the same time, there are people who are friends because they either wanted something from someone else or saw that this person could help them in this way. That's why we're friends now or whatever. Not that that's a bad thing. You know, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, I've seen some weird, weird instances of people that you would think that are like really tight friends and you're in the once you're in the room with them you're like oh they're not actually friends this is business like what i know them yeah for sure really not personally no some of the, like w- the of example that i'm thinking of in my head you don't know them personally i don't think can you say it i can censor it nah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i stay clear of all that okay i stay clear of all that oh. but you know what i mean though like yeah it's just entertainment in a nutshell. I've it's the re- whole entertainment business. It's yeah, it's so strange to me coming from the Midwest. I mean, there are obviously people like that around the world, but out here it seems like a concentration of those types of people. Yeah. Like, hey, what can I use you for? Right. You know, like really weaselly and there's very few people that you could actually be friends with, get along with. Like if you if I were to go I don't know, skydiving or something crazy. Um I'm like, hey, Marlon, you want to go do this crazy activity with me? I'd ask you because you're kind of a normal dude mm-hmm. to me. Outside, I would think I, I would hesitate on the skydiving, but well, I figured that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I just don't understand like how that's fun, like just jumping out of a plane. Yeah, what what scares you more, the sharks or the jumping out of a plane? The plane, really? Yeah, because me if too, you though. sharks. They don't. They're not trying to attack you. We've no. We, since we all watch Shark Week, we all know that every time there's a shark attack, a lot of the times it's a shark like just getting confused, like, "Oh, I thought it was a seal." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like that person pissed off the sharks somehow. Like sharks aren't just out there head hunting. You know, mm-hmm. like deer kill way more people than sharks. Obviously, deer aren't attacking people, but you get them. I think it's oh, very over exaggerated how dangerous sharks actually are. You know? But maybe people just don't put themselves in that position as often. I'm always driving. There's always deer yeah, back in the Midwest. Very true. I'm not hanging out by my pool with a gigantic mako shark swimming at my feet every day. I think it's yeah. just because the way sharks look, though. They just... Like stone cold killers with no emotion? They just look like killers. The, so we just like categorize them as killers. Like the Ted Bundy of like the ocean? Well... I wouldn't say Ted Bundy because Ted Bundy was apparently a good-looking guy. Sharks aren't. <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> that's why they had Zac Efron play Ted Bundy because he's like, oh, he's a good-looking guy. The real Ted Bundy, though, I had seen him and I'm like, is that a good-looking guy? I don't know. Maybe back in maybe the nineties or maybe in the seventies yeah. or whatever. <laughs> right. But you know, to each his own there. But yeah, I don't. Skydiving, it's a risk because you could just die. Like, if that parachute doesn't come out, you're done. You're dead. Mm. But what if a shark's coming at you, like, from the depths? Well, he's going to have to... Well, now we're talking about me just, like, free range in the ocean. There's a different... Because you're talking about just swimming with sharks with, like, you know, professionalism there and shit, like, cages or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's less scary because, like, you bring meat, I think. Yeah. And you, like toss the meat somewhere you push it somewhere and they all attack that little meat and you just just, (laughs) but they get uh what is it called you just record them yeah so then they get in a blood (laughs) thirst over there with a stick you know (laughs) and then they're all just like oh yeah let's go over here where they pushed it (laughs) i mean that's one theory i think like yeah i think i don't know because people do they people swim with sharks often right I don't know about white sharks, like great whites. I mean, they have equipment for it, so there's definitely, it's definitely a regular thing, at least. Yeah. Because if they have equipment for it. Well, yeah, they have gigantic steel cages. Yeah, so So they're prepared to, like, do this on the reg. Yeah. But compared to skydiving, though, I think skydiving is scarier because it's like, you're just falling out of a plane. And Mm. you're risking, all you have to do is not get that parachute out. Well, you have a backup shoot. And that doesn't work. Well, so you get two tries, you're dead. Yeah. 
sharks, it's kind of just more up to the shark, which <laughs> you would think that it's like, oh, no, I'm leaving this in the shark's hands, but the shark is, you know, nine times out of ten going to choose the meat that's floating. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. I'll let you know. That's what I think. <clears throat> that's what I think. What I'm saying might not be true this at all. This is professional advice. So people should take your advice and just kind of swim with sharks. I guess. This is just my opinion on what is scarier, really. There's no <laughs> real facts that back any of this up. <laughs> but um, Yeah. Yeah, I think I we might be going next month, August. Okay. I'll let you know. Um, or not, or you'll see me on the news. Yeah. It's chum in the water. A piece taken out. Hopefully not. Hey, maybe I'll go viral. <laughs> Retweet. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one way to do it. Um, and you just gotta like hype it up after you just get like so. I saw he wanted to be famous so bad. <laughs> and just like you just make sure you look super sad on camera. Like yo, this is not gonna stop me from chasing my dreams though. <laughs> is that fucked up? <laughs> oh man, is That's that funny, yeah? Uh, I'm gonna have another sip of this pineapple keto, keto drink. drink. <laughs> Fat water. How is it called fat water? Is there any? I mean, there's one gram of fat in there. Oh. They use MCTs, I think. Oh, okay. Oh. Are you still keto? Yeah. Okay. I, I fell out, though. This, what was it? Not this weekend. The weekend before that, I fell out of keto. Because of the earthquake? Just f- yeah, for the earthquake. Just because... It, but prior to that, I was keto f- since since February. Uh, Where were you at during the earthquake? Was that north... What's the name of the place? North Crest? Ridgecrest. Ridgecrest. You were at the epicenter. I was at the epicenter. (laughs) (laughs) I was at the epicenter of the 7.1 earthquake. There's only been 12 in the last like 100 years or something? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that, but is that a real fact? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm kind of happy that I experienced it just based off of that fact. 12 in nice. Were you in a field? I was in the desert. <laughs> and just, you were just filming. I was just, we just wrapped. Okay. We just wrapped for Beef from Brentwood for that day anyway. And then all of a sudden, the earth started, the earth started shaking. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly what you think. Like, it felt like the ground was floating on top of really rough water, which is not what I expected. I thought an earthquake would just be like heavy, like vibrating. But it's really like, just swaying. There are different types of earthquakes. There, there is? There's the rolling, which is what you experienced and okay. what we experienced here in L.A. And then there's the, the jolting, like the up and down and the kind of, you don't know what the direction. Just like the vibrating like that? Yep. Yeah, that was like swaying, but like... And very long. It was very, a very long. long. Earthquake. It felt like It felt like forever. Like I thought in my head it was a solid three minutes that went by. Yeah. I think it. W- I don't. Was it three minutes? I don't know. Uh, I think it felt like seconds. a solid. It felt like three minutes. <laughs> it it was because like I was like, "Yo, seconds. this is supposed to." I think it was a little bit longer in Ridgecrest, though. Okay. I'm not saying it was a full three minutes, but it felt like a solid three to four minutes. Like just like, when is this ending? Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be done by now. I thought this would be like thirty seconds, but it wasn't done yet. And we kept calling it still going. And when it's when it was going, I was just like, "Is this San Andreas?" Right, right. That's what I really thought in my head. I was like, yo, is this San Andreas right now? Like, Did you feel it? the previous morning, the 6.4? Did no. You feel that one? You I did didn't feel that one. one. I was at 24-Hour Fitness, and there's a lot of shaking in there already, so you don't know. Okay. People slamming things Were and stuff like that. Were you up there? Up north? No. I was down were? here. Okay. For the first one, on okay. July 4th. So what what day was it? Was it the 4th and the 5th? It was the 5th that had the bigger one. The 4th oh. was the 6th. 6.4. 4.4, yeah. And then there was one at 4 in the morning, too, that I felt here. Did you feel that one? I didn't feel that one. Yeah, that one uh, woke me up, and uh, I got dizzy from that one. It's weird because you get down here, a lot of people got dizzy. My roommate said it felt like he was, like, getting sick or something. Like, he thought he was, like, super lightheaded. Like, he said he was in the bathroom, and it was starting to sway, and he was thinking to himself, like, damn, like, do I need to go get checked out? Like, I feel like I'm about to pass out. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? When you feel like wobbly, like you're about to like pass out or something, that's what he said it felt like to him. 
it was so weird because I was making some chicken in my air fryer and then it's almost as if I could hear like a rumble before I felt anything. Yeah. And then I started yeah. feeling that lightheaded weird. I go, uh-oh, something, you know, did I eat something wrong? Because all of a sudden you feel like ill almost. It's so yeah. odd. Like you went the entire day without eating on a flu. Mm-hmm. That kind of weird feeling. And then I was like, well, recording this one. And it lasted for 40 seconds. That was the 7.1. Everything was shaking in here, but not compared to the epicenter mm-hmm. where you said it just felt like the... Could you see like plants and trees or were there trees in the That's the weird of- part. Like you couldn't really... I mean, everything was... It was windy up there anyway. So everything was swaying already. Okay. The only thing you could see was like the car. There's a video of it. I don't have the video on my phone. Someone's got it. But someone took a video of us, like, just standing in place because we couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. Like, if you walk, you, like, stumble and fall. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, I was with, like, big NFL football players, and they couldn't walk. Like, they were just... Wow. But you could see the car swaying, like, oh, back and forth. Right. Everything else just looked normal because we're in the desert. But mm-hmm. you could see the car swaying back and forth. And then there was mountains in the background that got kind of cloudy because it was the rock slides. Oh, so wow. all those mountains are like starting to like move and form and you know how mountains are made it's that way <laughs> 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 through earthquakes that's how the mountains are there wow yeah how how so i saw you put up some philosophical sort of <laughs> i mean it was definitely just like aftershock afterthought mm-hmm. like not necessarily <laughs> philosophical can i can i do this yeah go for it some sometimes people are not happy when socks are on the cut. I don't. Know. But after the earthquake, it definitely like just shed light on life <laughs> for me anyway. Like the fact that you couldn't do anything during that earthquake. It was just you can't hide nowhere. You just have to let this happen. And if there's a big crack in the ground, then that's it. Like I was looking for. I, I watched too many movies, so I was looking for a crack <laughs> to happen between my legs, like perfectly between my legs. How selfish is that? Of all the places, all the places <laughs> a crack can happen, the crack's gonna happen between my legs, <laughs> and I'm gonna have to pick a side. So that didn't happen, but just the fact that like we felt so hopeless in those couple of minutes, and then the aftershocks too were still just pretty strong up there too felt hopeless and that feeling of hopeless and just feeling vulnerable and it's like you know i'm not shit earth can just take me if it wants to yeah it was definitely uh a, a nice little shake up yeah. literally yeah a little wake up call to what's what really matters right well so. i saw your instagram last night kind of asking one of those questions again oh yes i i really be i honestly have had I've been having these moments more frequently lately, just like thinking about life and what actually matters. I I had just watched Aziz Ansari, his new Netflix special. Okay, don't don't tell me too much. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, Is it good? Man, it's good. Like it's definitely a redemption thing, and he definitely talks about some real real stuff. Okay, for a moment that just like makes you think, like, damn, like what matters. So after the earthquake, I just had like a a few thoughts just about that. Like, okay, Mother Nature or God or whoever you believe in doesn't care about what race you are, doesn't care how you're doing in life, doesn't care if you're verified on Instagram, <laughs> doesn't care what job you got, like how good looking you are, how ugly you are, nothing. Your race, sexual orientation, if it wants to kill you, it's going to kill you. And that's that. Mm-hmm. So, just that feeling of, oh, like, I am, I could go at any time, and we could all go at any time, just made me feel like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna have a beer. <laughs> 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 because this diet doesn't matter right now. Yeah. It really doesn't, because I'm, like, trying to lose weight and be in shape. But if we're going to get killed by an earthquake, what was that for? <laughs> True. You know? Yeah. And that's if one would know that they're getting killed by, killed by an earthquake. Obviously, I I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. But that whole weekend, I just canceled my plans and 
was just like, fuck it. Some of this doesn't matter. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go to get a beer. I'm going to go get some mac and cheese. I had a, some mac and cheese. <laughs> Me and a couple of friends, right after the earthquake happened, we went to a liquor store. And just got a, grabbed a couple of beers and some cookies and just ate them. And it felt amazing. I bet. Just me and my friends just hanging out, talking. And the phones, no one's looking at their phones. Yeah. Like everyone just like just tuned out and said, you know what? None of that stuff matters. What matters right now is just our relationships with each other and your family and love in general. Wow. <laughs> That's what the earthquake did for me that week. <laughs> yeah, but just sometimes you just need a little little check you know a little wake-up call just get checked real quick um did any of your friends kind of have that wake-up call or they just whoa that was crazy yeah no everyone got beers with me so i mean everyone thought about it for sure like oh man like this this is uh this don't mean shit did you look up dr lucy jones after that no who's that she's the leading earthquake expert in california so whenever there is any sort of inkling of an earthquake this woman is the first to know she's like on top of all this stuff but why does that matter she would so the, the idea is a lot of people get comfort from her mm-hmm. saying like they have a fear of falling into a crack mm-hmm. she said don't worry that's not going to happen even with san andreas mm-hmm. things will fall down on you yeah that's a different for sure that's a different thing but probably the desert is probably the safest place to be it definitely was right there's nothing that's going to fall down on you. So that's good that she provides like reassurance that, you know, nothing crazy is going to happen to you. Even when I had anxiety about San Andreas when I first moved out here, I was like, all right, I'm moving into earthquake territory. I Googled everything. <laughs> and the numbers for San Andreas looked kind of promising. <laughs> like, yeah. Because it's funny about scientists. They know enough to like not know at all. Yeah. Like, they just know enough to be able to predict and have theories, but what does that theory matter? What matter? You know what I mean? Like, if God, whoever you believe in, God, the universe, Mother Nature, whoever, if they're looking at a scientist, be like, all right, San Andreas is going to be this, that, and this, that, and this is how it's going to happen like this, whoever you believe in is looking at that scientist like, bitch. <sighs> I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That scientific information almost means nothing. That's true. Besides, the, the doctor that you were speaking of, I like that she provides like that reassurance. Like, you'll be fine. But at the end of the day, like some of this information that scientists are pushing on, it's like, this might happen. This might happen. Does that even matter? I, I was going to ask. People try to predict the weather 100 years. So I get the, the climate change and I get that whole argument. I, I get it, okay? Yeah. But let's exclude that. What's the weather actually going to be like? Let's say we took humans off Earth completely right now. Mm-hmm. What's our Earth going to be like in 100 years if we just stop everything? Like, how can you predict? How could you? You don't know. I don't know. What's gonna, the weather is wrong for what's next week. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, all these meteorologists, like this, everyone has seen... Where a meteor meteorologist would predict the totally a totally wrong thing. Yeah, you know, rain next week, and then it's, it's 112 just sunny. right yeah. now. <laughs> so now I'm just like, people get mad at me for that. By the what way, what even what mad at you for what? Saying they don't know what's gonna happen 20 years from now next week. You know, people get mad at me for that. Why? I don't know. Do they know? They have all the answers. I'm the one that's wrong. No one has the answers. There's not <laughs> one. You know what's uh, people might get mad at me for this. Oh crap. Nobody has the answers. That's the crazy part. When you really think about it, nobody has the answers. Mm-hmm. Not one person, not one human. Not one human. Not one human has the answers. That's some crazy shit to think Cats about. Cats have kind of some answers. Have you ever seen a cat right before an earthquake? Or a, like do- or a dog before, right minutes before? That makes me think, like, what's going on with their frequencies? Oh, they can, What's going on they with hear. their, like, consciousness? Like, what's going on there? It's just a hearing thing, I think. It's just a hearing <laughs> thing? I think so. They can they can pick up deeper frequencies that are, like, miles away or something like that. And they just they Okay, go, so it is, like, something going on with their frequencies. Yeah. So I wasn't technically, I wasn't technically wrong. No, no, but, like, I think that's still, true. like, what? This, Why? This is not a science-based podcast. <laughs> 
Sorry, guys. What? I was like, that's not a science-based podcast. I'm sorry if uh, some of the information I am pr- providing here is wrong. No, I mean, <laughs> but I think just, that's correct. two people in this world. <clears throat> we're not scientists. But, but but even scientists get it wrong. Even that's, that's what I'm theories. saying. Like even scientists get it wrong. So like why a lot? Why listen to scientists sometimes? Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when it comes to a scientist just talking about like the earthquake is coming, the end of the world is coming, this might happen, that might happen. It's like, do you actually know? Like unless you have a way to stop an earthquake, which you don't. <laughs> That information means nothing mm-hmm. because you don't know if it's gonna even gonna. Ha- you don't know if like San Andreas is gonna even happen in the next thirty years. And they've also like had a theory like, all right, it could be as big as a ten point oh. It could be as big as a ten point oh. That means it could also be a seven. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but a seven, no doubt, seven would do damage to Los Angeles. But it's just one of those things where like you don't know, and whatever happens is gonna happen regardless of what you say right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. So <laughs> that's the way I thought about life that weekend, and that's why I had a beer. <laughs> and uh, when you got home, did you uh, go straight back to your keto? Did you calm down? How, did you actually calm down from it, or did that actually, like... What? That seems like that could be a life-changing event, the earthquake. There's many life-changing, there's many life-changing events that happen over the timeline of life, but, <laughs> but that was just one of the more recent ones. Okay. And I I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed uh tasting mortality. That's what I that's what I refer to it as tasting mortality. Okay. When mm-hmm. you taste mortality, you really see so much clearer. You know what's it's funny. You don't I love filming with you. There's no stress. For me, I get super stressed when I'm filming. Doesn't matter what it is. I get really nervous. For sure. You're a very calm you're a cool guy. Not like, hey, he's a cool guy. Mm-hmm. It's like you're actually cool under pressure, which is so unusual in the industry in a way. Yeah. Because everyone, we got to get this. Come on. You got to shoot it like this. Yeah. People are just kind of, a lot of people. I'm going to tell you with. why, though. It's because none of it matters. <laughs> <laughs> it's because none of it matters. We shot a video for what? YouTube? Mm-hmm. It's just YouTube. Wow. Whatever is going to happen on YouTube is going to happen. Like, it could be poorly shot. It could be perfectly shot. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really, it doesn't matter that much on YouTube. And it's also, like, we're technically at this stage in our careers amateur actors, directors, and filmmakers. So there's not really a pressure there. And, you know, when you take off the pressure of trying to be something so perfect and amazing, it ends up helping your project be better because of that. If that as weird as that sounds, it makes for all right. For example, in my acting class, they say a lot of times an actor will have their best scenes and their best acting when they're either hungover or just came from a traumatizing experience or tired or something like that because their guard is down. And they're not putting pressure on themselves and they just kind of, they care, but they care less in a way of, I don't need perfection right now. I just need to be able to just do this, Hmm. you know? Yeah. And when you have, and when you do that, you kind of just show your best self in a way. Yeah. Like when you, cause a lot of times when there's pressure and, you're supposed to be on your A game, you'll overdo things, you'll overthink things, and that will make things just, you know, come out overdone or overthought. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I don't know. When there's no pressure, it just makes the shoot just go that much better, and you can think clearer, and you think of more funny things on the spot, and yeah. Yeah. Do You don't have an, it doesn't, everybody has an ego to an extent. Mm-hmm. I'm always interested. I in- interviewed Pat Reagan. He was on the podcast. He was a screen... Uh, he wrote for uh, the Eric Andre show. So they would have a mm. list of ideas and then they'd pick out certain ideas. The way Love he talked show. about it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Really, it, Pat's a really interesting guy and he comes up with the quirkiest, weirdest ideas. Yeah. Obviously, it's the Eric Andre show. Such a, It's uh, such a random show, 
And I said, well, how do you write? It's not like a, a regular show that you can just write for, right? Yeah. And he explained it. But um, what, what were you just saying? Um, oh, and I asked him about ego. And he said, well, we, I think I asked him off air. And I said, it doesn't seem like, because he's such a humble person. Like, you are a very humble person, it seems like to me, in my experience. Mm. But I've worked with some people that it's all ego. Mm-hmm. very like arrogant people they'll talk down to you no matter if you're the director the dp or an actor mm-hmm. just the way they talk to people why do you think you're so calm and collect and respectful of other people but you'll have other people that uh, might even have a smaller following like five hundred thousand people for example mm-hmm. and they're really rude do you think it just comes down to the individual, or do you think numbers can kind of corrupt people? I think at first it can. At first it can. But also, I don't know these people, and I don't know if they've had a bad day. You know what I mean? Because there's at least a couple of people out there that have that may think that I'm not a humble person, that I have an ego, just based off of if I was, if I was having a bad day that day. Okay. There's got to be, statistically. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, there's that, and also there are some people that just, I don't know, like, maybe they haven't had an experience where they have felt that I'm not everything, you know? Mm -hmm. There's also that, because a lot of times with social social media especially, it's a lot of amateur actors and actresses that got famous too quick and they didn't go through the process of getting there. They didn't go through any pain mm-hmm. to get there. It was all just given to them. So they expect a certain level of respect and attention in return after they haven't gone through anything. Right. You know what I mean? So I can definitely see egos being more uh, popular in the social media community as opposed to like regular acting, but there's also. People in regular, I don't know. You know, I I, right. I know enough to not know sometimes. Right, <laughs> I, right. I, this is my my look, my opinion on it. But is it hard to when you collaborate with people? Is it hard to wrangle everybody together? It depends on what the shoot is, I guess. Like if it's a shoot with a lot of different people, mm-hmm. and depends on also the people if they're all like all over the place and energetic. Yeah, that can be a little bit harder for sure. But uh, depending on yeah, it really depends on the shoot, you know. It's definitely lots of different types of people and entertainment in general. Like in everyone's general, yeah. weird to a degree. Oh, yeah. That's why we all do it, you know. <laughs> We're all it's weird so, in some It's weird so way. funny, some of the content you put out, super out there. The kangaroo bit. That, yeah. That's not a normal person thing to do. It's not. And <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's one of my, fa- that one and the house hunted clip is my favorite. That's funny, man. Yeah. I, I like some of the ones that have more. I mean, I mean, these are just. I I don't think you have too much like deep meaning behind those two. No. But some of them you do. Yeah. You yeah. Do. I mean, I appreciate those ones on a deeper. You know, this is silly. Ha! Yeah. I love it. I replay. Mm. And then there's like the deeper things. I go, whoa. Yeah. Well, this Marlon guy has something <laughs> to him. He's got some depth. Well, you know, I guess that's just that's really just me kind of just wanting to. Get rid of those creative juices, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I like... You got some Jordan Peele-esque qualities. He I thinks of know. some things that are out there. I definitely did get a lot of inspiration from him, for sure. I loved his past couple movies. I mean, that was just some real vintage horror. Yeah. Kind of like... um you know, like Nightmare on Elm Street or just like a, it's a vintage horror movie that has like some originality to it and also like deeper layers to it and all this kind of stuff. What was his most recent one? What was that called? Us? Us? What was the one before that? Get Out. Get Out. Yeah. I preferred, get, I preferred get Out to Us. Mm-hmm. Did you like Us? I liked them both. Yeah, I yeah. liked Us. Yeah. I thought Us was so weird. It was. Yeah. But that's one of the reasons why I liked it. Oh, yeah. man. I, I, you, did you do a parody? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it. I didn't end up seeing it. I just saw like the preview of it. Yeah. And uh, I saw, it must have been the outtakes 
of someone freaking out outside. Oh yeah, that was. I'm sorry, that was funny. The that guy, was? Because it was funny. Because I've had when I was a teenager, people always thought I was a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. I never did drugs. I never drank. I never did any of that. So yeah. when the cops would like approach me about anything when I was a teenager, I'm like, "What are you? No, what are you talking about? I'm just me. Yeah. I'm not doing anything wrong." And I thought it was funny because I'm like, "Why would they think I did anything? Those idiots." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's how I felt like that guy treated you guys. It's like we're just filming. We're not being we were, idiots. Oh man. And it's like, you're not doing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought it was so over the top silly. It reminded me of when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So it kind of hit me a little bit hard. I thought it was so funny. It was a funny little experience because we were so calm with him. Yeah. And he was like shaking. <laughs> like, get out of here. So like really trying to like fight or something like that. I don't. And that made me nervous. The fact that he was so scared. And we were just trying. We were talking to him very softly. We had cameras there and light equipment. We weren't rolling sound because we weren't. That part of the video didn't have sound. That's why it was a lie when he said we were making all that noise. And also, he set his own car car alarm off to try to scare us out. Yeah, which was interesting, considering he said we were making noise. Waking up the neighbors, and he set his own car alarm off. Well, he did. He try to do that to make it seem like you were the one. So if the cops were to show up, look at what they did. They they were messing with my car. Right. Well, I mean, he probably could have done that. He was recording it too with his phone and saying a bunch of lies, saying that we were looking in people's houses and stuff like that, and like trying to break into people's houses and making Where all this, this noise. This is right next to my house. This is okay. the little private alleyway right next to my house, mm-hmm. and we film there all the time. And alleyways in Los Angeles, it's not private, it's public. It wasn't on no one's property in that alleyway. That was a public alleyway. Oh, right around the corner from your place? Yeah. Literally right around the corner. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm there all the time. I've shot many videos I parked on that street then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the fact that he was like (laughs) saying all these lies and recording it and we're just all standing there like none of that happened. We're not doing any of that. We're recording a YouTube video and not making any noise at all. Mm-hmm. We're not. We, there's no microphones here because we're not recording sound. And we will wait for the police. Yeah, I told him too. I was like, when the police show up, that's fine. I'll talk to them when they get here. Mm-hmm. But they never got there. Okay. What did he do? Just go back inside? I can't remember. Eventually, he just went back inside. Okay. So we, yeah. Did we you just, guys rap after that? No. <laughs> I had to get the shot. <laughs> okay. His flashlight made the final cut. Really? Yeah, when I was running away during the alleyway, you can see, like, a flashlight on my back. And that's his flashlight just trying to, like, stop us from being able to shoot. That's so annoying. It was, and it made me kind of sad because he was so set on his opinion, he wasn't willing to listen to ours. He wasn't willing to like hear us out. That's the worst. And come to an understanding. He was already his mind was already made up that he's right and we're wrong. So he's not gonna listen to us. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing you really can do at that point besides okay, we'll just have to just let him say his thing. Jeez. And then continue what we're doing. What a turd. I mean, some people on Earth are turds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some people on Earth are turds. Uh, was that stressful for you at the time? For me, that's a more of an annoying thing trying to get when I'm trying to get something. Yeah, it was kind of more just like a little bump in the road, annoying. But I had all night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was like, all right, I ain't pressed for time right now. I mean, you can say all you want to say right now for the next hour, and I'm still gonna get the shot. Yeah. Eventually, you're gonna get tired. How many people were there? It was me, Bobby, Pack, Tori. Marty, maybe Diamond, so six. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. You guys were all, weren't you wearing jumpsuits or something? Yeah, we're wearing the red jumpsuits. Yeah, you know you're not, what do you think, you just, you guys all like escaped from prison in like matching uniforms and you're still in it like filming? You're like, that's what, we just got out. That's what crossed my mind, but at the same time, it's filming. like, if we broke out of prison, we'd probably change. <laughs> <laughs> and they do look quite new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the makeup on, I had like a little bit 
like dark eyes. I had like some chakra on my eyes to make yeah. myself look a little bit scarier. Yeah. And, but Marty with like the big camera rig, like obviously, yeah. obviously we're filming. <laughs> and also yeah, we had those um those ice lights. Oh, those are yeah, those are nice. I have yeah. I have a uh, a young Nuo version. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you this because I got like seven more minutes here, and then we got our hour in. It's already. only been oh wow. Yeah. Oh, that was quick. Oh man. Yeah. Do you uh? I was gonna ask you earlier. Do you get nervous when you work with like celebrities or other like bigger, bigger social media people? Social media people, no, not really anymore. I did at first. Okay. I've been starstruck. Ah, uh, only by ah, uh, okay. Technically, only by by two influencers. So far. Okay. And I don't think who's I'm that be starstruck by two ah uh, by King Batch because King Batch was a massive inspiration, and also Eric Dunn because he was a massive inspiration. Eric Dunn. Eric Dunn was a Viner. Okay. Yeah, and then King Batch, you know who King Batch is, and I remember when I before I even started on Vine, I would be just watching their videos, like, oh, I want to do what they do, so that's why they starstruck because like I was inspired by them, you know what I mean? Um, and then the actress that revived me, I recently shot with her up in the desert in Ridgecrest, so I was a little bit starstruck by that too because who she, was it? Uh, Tristan Mays. Okay. So she helped me get my career started. So that's why that kind of starstruck me too a little bit. Like, oh my God. Like, that was six years ago. And now we're shooting something together in Ridgecrest. That's so cool. Yeah. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. But. And you were, work- you shot with NFL players? Yeah. Ex NFL one, players? One's current and two are ex. Two just retired. Is that weird? That's That's so odd to me. NFL players are just regular guys. Yeah, they're big. I've they're met, big I've met for a sure. Lot of them. Yeah, but they're not like entertain entertainment people. They ain't like actors and directors and shows like that. Like they're like just athletes. Yeah, you know, they're just cool guys. Everybody wants to be an athlete. Everybody like, wants to be an athlete, right? I would totally choose the NFL over <laughs> any qu- be like Twitter if, star. If you, yeah, like if you <laughs> said, all right, you can have like. Three lead roles in three Oscar-winning movies, or an, a crazy successful ten-year NFL career. It sounds so stupid <laughs> that I would say the crazy good. Like, if I could like switch with, okay, this is a better example. If I could switch with Michael B. Jordan for three movies, or be Saquon Barkley. As of right now, and over the next ten years of like a crazy successful career as Saquon Barkley, I'm gonna go with Saquon Barkley. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like football is dope. I love football. You used to play in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Would and you wanna be? Uh, I do can't you worry play about the anymore, CTE but, though, huh? Do you worry about the CTE, the brain trauma? Well, now I do. That there's like. Sh- light shit on it (laughs) (laughs) but i've definitely had a couple concussions really yeah and it was like (laughs) the first one was scary but it was that one was recorded the right way the second one was not recorded and i was like it's stupid when it happens you just gotta be like you just think to yourself like oh you gotta be a man and just play through this but should have recorded that one. The first one was scary, though, because I lost my memory for, like, two hours. It was wild, bro. <laughs> like, I got hit. I It was like, oh, I remember the play, too. It was um, Rip 49 Jet. And I was the four back, and I took the jet. It was just a toss. just a toss. And then I'm coming around the corner, and I just get lit up right in the side of the head. Like, bam, right inside of the lights out. And I could just see fireworks and all that. You know what I mean? And then I got up, and then I was just like, what's going on? <laughs> wow. I was like, what's going on? I was like, yo. I had my jersey like, yo, what? <laughs> what is going on? I couldn't tell if it was everything was real or not. You That's know what I mean? That's so scary. It was like, am I dreaming about being on a football team that so wears scary. blue uniforms? <laughs> and... <laughs> 
It, bro, this was so scary that I was crying. I was actually in tears. Uh, yeah, because I, I was like, yo, what is my name? What is up right now? And it was weird. The only person I knew was my head football coach. So I'm like, that's Coach Measure. <laughs> but I don't know my relationship with him, but that's Coach Measure. Showed me my, my mom was there and was like, I don't know that lady. <laughs> bro. Did your family rush to the field or what? Yeah, yeah, well, they were already, I kind of walked over to them, and then they put me in an ambulance. My mom obviously was freaking out, because that's what mothers do, you know, rightfully so. They love their sons, but I didn't know what was going on. That was scary. <laughs> that was that's scary. I don't, yeah, I don't like hearing that. That's scary. Oh, man. We're not supposed to be playing that game. <laughs> humans aren't supposed to be playing that game, for sure, but we put so much money into the NFL and sports in college football yeah and we love it i will keep watching it i'm gonna keep supporting it i love it i'm obsessed with football mm -hmm. i can tell you who played for the 2002 oakland raiders like i'm like that wow i i I'm, i was serious when i said i'll take an nfl career over an acting career because i just love football it's great but i can't i'm not an athlete so you know that ship that ship is sailed but you know, football is awesome. It's dangerous, though. We should not play that. <laughs> yeah. Or at least, uh, what are they talking about? Switching the helmets back to uh, less padding because they're less likely to use their head as something to tackle with, leading well, the tackle. That's why they well, rugby is actually safer. Yeah. Because if you don't have a helmet on, you're not going to lead with your head. Right. Yeah. But because you have a helmet on, you're leading with your head. Um, So that makes sense. That makes sense. But it's just... If you still have a helmet on, you might still lead with your head. I don't know how that's going to play out. Um, because they say getting hit full speed in the NFL is the same as a 45-mile-an-hour car crash. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad I'm too small. It's a car crash. Yeah. They get into car accidents every game. Yeah. They're going to have to figure something have out. Have you seen sports science? No. They did a study there. It was like equivalent to a car crash. That's insane. People yeah. sign up. Well, I guess that's why they get paid millions of they dollars and people millions. love watching it. Yeah. I've been to a couple football games. I go, oh, wow. This is it. boring unless someone gets hit and you're like, yes. Oh, then you get feral so about it. I just it. get fired up. <laughs> people oh, get hurt man. so bad. When you get a There goes some memories. There goes my child's record. The memories <laughs> just going out the window. But then when you just, oh, man, you get a good hit. Whew. There's some things you can take to um, kind of regenerate. Not lost memories, obviously, but brain tissue and lessen the damage of CTE, I believe. Um, I'll talk to you about that later. But I want to ask you one last thing before I have to let yes. you go. I didn't even know time was going by that that uh, that fast. I'm supposed to go to a birthday thing. Um, oh, monetization. Or, or no, you know what? Yes. I'll, I'll ask you, instead of monetization, I'll ask you, there's people like me. I don't have a big following. Mm -hmm. I'm a much a nobody in the social media world well no one's a nobody but i get what you're saying compared to like some of the people that think like that well there there are people you know how am i going to get a hold unless i work with somebody that knows somebody i the only reason i know you is mm -hmm. because i tweeted something to a guy named joey salads who did stupid pranks on the internet mm -hmm. he said he's coming out with a podcast and he needed help with something i said okay sure you paying yeah he pays a little bit all right, I'm in. And then he had a guy named Jojo on the podcast. And Jojo uh, has like a big Instagram following, I think. And he referred me to Splack, who you know. Mm -hmm. And then Splack said, hey, do you want to record this wrestling bit? And I said, okay. That's where we met? Yeah. And I oh. met you at the wrestling thing. And I just remember you were flat on your back from uh, like one of the silly moves that the guys did. Yeah. And you're you're way heavier because the next time I saw you, you were you were leaner. You weren't like cut up like you are right now at yeah the keto but um and after that then i got hansel. a hold of hansel yeah and then you got my number at griffith park after we filmed yes. that silly little clown video yeah the next time i saw you was at hansel's place i think it was the the sleep paralysis it was a sleep paralysis thing yeah and i think you were gr dude how long ago was it was that a year ago that was a while i ago. think so yeah and you grew like a hundred thousand people. Like, or how much? How much did you grow since then? It was like, I don't know, a lot. It was 
That's decent amount though. It was like six hundred thousand or something. Oh, was like that, that it? Huh. I grew negative 200 people, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, you know. No, uh, but yeah, you grew a lot since then, and then recently you got a hold of me and said, hey, you still doing video stuff? I'm like, it's Marlon Webb. I want him on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I'm, I was lucky enough to help you out, and we, hopefully, the one, do you know when the video is going to come out? Which one? The one that we just filmed oh, with Dallas. Uh, it should come out. Either this Sunday or the following Sunday, because uh, I have a couple of videos in the chamber. I'm trying to like be better. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. Like as I'm older now in social media, like we're becoming more mature about like our work ethic. Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah, before I was kind of just treading water with it. Like most social media influencers, just tread water. And kind of look like you're doing good enough all the time. Like, you look like you're still doing good. Like, go to the parties or, like, whatever. Like, oh, I'm doing good in L.A. Mm. Oh, I'm doing good. But now, things have switched gears. We're like, all right, I'm in my late 20s now. We got to crack down and get going. Yeah. And also, at the same time, remember what's important. And those parties aren't important. Those fake relationships you have at the parties aren't important. Looking cool isn't important. Dressing nice is important. Being trendy is not important. Just do your craft the best you can and just let it happen to you. So that's what my mind is for that. Okay. <laughs> so, so like how, how would I, how would I, let's say I didn't have these connections mm-hmm. in any way. How do I approach Marlon Webb? How do I approach? That is hard. Page that is hard. Because for me, I don't necessarily like working with people I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Some And sometimes people will give you an energy that they want to, like, just use you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man, I just want to work with you. And that's that. And sometimes the energy I get from that is like, all right, he sees me as someone that can help him. But what do, what's going on? You know what I mean? What's, no. But you know what I mean, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll get messages and, like, people will approach me and, like, have their whole um, pitch ready, you know? They'll, like, pitch me all their stuff or whatever. And I'm just like, that's dope. That's dope. You got all that going on. But why do we need to work together? Like, I get it if we were friends or I get it if we had very, 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 very similar, like, videos or very, you know what I mean? Like, something, or or we met naturally. Like right. me and you, we met naturally. It took a couple of time. It took a couple of times mm-hmm. for us to like really start working together. But that's how you meet and be friends with people organically. Yeah, you know. So where was I going with that? <laughs> um, I th- oh, I was asking you how can uh, basically like quote unquote yeah. How does I think I think you just gotta like ring your bell and keep ringing your own bell loud until someone hears your bell. For those of you that might have not understood that reference of ringing your own bell. Do what you're good at. Do what makes you the happiest. And stay in your own lane. And don't don't think about what's trendy or anything like that. Do your thing and do it the best you possibly can do it. Because when you do that, other people are going to notice. That's what ringing your bell is. Keep ringing your own bell until someone else hears your bell. This has been one of the funnest podcast podcasts <laughs> I've done. Seriously, hey, it, it's helpful. Yeah, man, getting off the getting some stuff off the chest. All right, Marlon, thank you. Thank you. Oh.